I just wanted to share briefly. I think I have about an hour to preach. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. God's word and healing. How many of you feeling sick tonight? Anyone feeling sick tonight? Don't put your hand up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but God's word is so true. I just want to share briefly uh, some truths about God's word and how we need to stand on God's word and stay firm and believe God. Often I tell the Lord, I'm standing on your word. I'm hanging on your word. If that word fails, I'm undone. But the word of God can never fail. And we must have confidence in God's word. Because God's word and God, they're one. God and his word, they're one. Once you argue against the word, it's over. If you allow circumstance, whatever it is, to cause you to believe God's word, you've set Jesus aside. And you're leaning on your own understanding. Emotions. Whatever you want to go with. And there is only one thing that is sure on earth. Today. You can tell. Everything changes. There's only one thing that is sure. There's only one thing you can lay your life on. And rest. And know that all will be well. Is God's word. Jesus became flesh he was the word of god that was the word of god in human form why because god wanted to reveal his word to us we couldn't recognize the word in the spirit form so god brought his son the word in human form to express who the word God really is among us. And that's the only sure thing that we have on earth. Nothing else is sure. There's nothing in this world that you can rely on that is sure. They shift. Everything shifts. There's only one thing that is ever new. Never changes. Always there. Very reliable, always reliable. That is God's word. The thing is, do not allow circumstance to make you change your mind about the truth that you found. God said in his word that he, with every temptation, he provides a way of escape. But you can escape from whatever it is. You can be free and be on the good side. But until you locate the word, you will never be able to locate the route for escape. The word is the key. And everything that happens around your life, whatever you're hearing, whatever you're going through, whatever is coming your way, everything 
is directed towards the world. It's either the enemy is behind it, your flesh is behind it, whatever is behind it, God also is at work us just to make sure you stay with the word. How can two work together? Except they're in agreement. You and God can make an unbeatable team. But you have to stay with the word. It's, everything is in the word. I have realized this. It took me a while to get to understand. And I'm still trying to learn the word. Everything is in the word. You can have confidence. You can make it. Miracles can happen like it's so natural. You don't even recognize miracles are taking place because the word has become flesh. And it dwelt among us. And we can behold his glory. You know, there's a story that is told us in Matthew chapter 14 about the disciples. They were all in a ship. And then they saw Jesus walking on water. And at night, they thought that this is a ghost. No way. No one walks on water. But they recognized his voice when he said, don't be afraid. As I. They understood. They, they heard the voice. They recognized the voice. And their fears were calmed. But Peter wanted more of that. And he said, can I come? And the word gave the word. Come. As soon as Jesus gave that word. The sea, the water became concrete. Solid concrete for Peter to walk on. But he had to step out of the boat. To walk on water. And this is where I want to start reading. Verse 29 of uh, Matthew 14. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat. That's the key there. You have to come out of the boat. You must take the risk. On God's word. Most Christians are not willing to do that. You have to take the risk. Until you take the risk and step out of the boat, you will not see any miracle. You're just talking. Peter stepped out of the boat, knowing fully well he was stepping on water. But he was standing on the word. Come. No emotions, nothing. Oh, I feel... No. He stepped out of the boat. Notice something. He didn't test the water to see if he would hold his weight. Right? If he had done that, he stepped back in the boat and said, you come. We don't do this. That means when God gives the word, you don't have to reason it out. It shouldn't make sense. Whether it makes sense to you or not, act on the word. People want to please God. Jesus, the word, said, you remember John chapter 6? Some people said, what can we do? Just tell us something that we can do to do the works of God. Jesus said, just believe on him whom he has sent. You want to do God's work? Just believe. Believe in the word. Just believe the word. You want to do great things? Believe the word. Whatever you need, just believe. 
believed the word. And that's what Peter did. He believed the word. He stepped out of the boat and he walked on water going towards Jesus. A lot of believers are still in the boat. Waiting to feel something before they step out of the boat. It doesn't work that way. Let me tell you this. If you are walking in that realm, Satan knows he's got you. Because you are not trusting in the word. All God wants you to do. You see, Christianity is a thing of faith. You can't do anything. It's a matter of faith. You become righteous by faith. You can't live a holy life. The only way to do it is by faith. How? Just believe what Jesus has done. And accept it and act like, yes, it's true. The Bible actually tells us that in Romans chapter 6. Reckon yourself to be indeed dead. It didn't say you feel like it. It said, I want you to reckon yourself. Consider yourself, and that's the way to be free. You must consider the word. When the word says it, I got to act on it. Now, Peter did that. He walked on water until, verse 30, when he saw in the natural. See, that's what happens to us. We're doing well until we see what's happening in the natural. And immediately, we reverse our thinking. We forget the word come. We forget about the one who spoke the word come. And we start looking at circumstances. And we change our mind. He saw the wind. (laughs) It's posterior. You know what that means? Troubles coming your way. And you, you doubt, is God still with me? Has he left me alone? You were walking on water until you took your eyes off the wood. And now you're sinking. And you can come up with all kinds of excuses why you're sinking. But the truth is, you forgot the word that was spoken to you. Remember what James says? If you look at the word, you look at the mirror, the word of God, and you turn, you quickly forget. You are not a doer of the word. Only the doers of the word are blessed. Don't be a forgetful hearer. Well, Peter was, not deliberately, but circumstances made him forget. And that's what happens to us. Circumstances make us forget what God has promised us. And then we doubt him. We grieve him when we doubt him. We dishonor him when we doubt him. And we suffer it. And his heart is hurt by it. It says he was afraid. (laughs) Usually that's the first thing. Once you are afraid, the enemy's got you. Once you arrive at fear, the enemy's got you. The only reason you're afraid, you've taken your eyes off the world and the physical sign in the natural, number one, fear. And fear is because you have taken your eyes off the world and it comes in. So when you are experiencing fear about anything that you are, I use the spiritual word, concerned about, not worry, concerned as the spiritual word of being saying I'm worried. <laughs> it's a bad word. I am concerned. Very concerned. 
You sleep at night, no. You worry, no. I'm just very concerned. You're lying to yourself. You, you. Once you have fear, you are already in the enemy's camp. If you will survive, the Lord has to reach out to you. If you will survive it. Because you will be already, you'll be sinking. He says he was afraid. And notice the word, he was afraid, then the next thing he's sinking. <laughs> he was afraid, then beginning to sink, he cried out. So once you're afraid of anything, you're sinking. The thing is to encourage yourself in the Lord. Remember David? He encouraged himself in the Lord. Terrible circumstances. His friends talking about stoning him. His wife, his children, they were all gone. He didn't even know where they were. He didn't have any clue about whether he would recover. He was living in that very day, not knowing the future. But the Bible said they were, the rest of them were discouraged, angry, possibly thinking death. They are all dead. We can't get anything. We followed this guy. Now we're gone. Look, look at what happened to us. But the Bible said David went in and he encouraged himself in the Lord. And then after he encouraged himself in the Lord and had peace, he was trusting in the word of God. Then he asked God, what should I do? Should I go after them? And the Lord spoke. Now when they were talking about stoning him, the Lord wasn't speaking then. When he was still discouraged, the Lord wasn't speaking then. After he encouraged himself in the Lord, the Lord spoke. Peter cried, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? He didn't say he had no faith. He had faith. He allowed doubt. See? You can have all the faith. But if you allow doubt, you sink. See? He allowed doubt. He had faith. He couldn't walk on water if he had no faith. But he allowed circumstances... To cause him, cause him to allow doubt. And even though Jesus was standing right there, he was sinking. So God may be right there with you, but you have allowed doubt, and you're going to sink. You allow fear. Fear comes in as a result of what? Doubt. That's the result. What he felt in the natural was fear, but the fear came from doubt. So the question is, how do you overcome doubt? Look at what Jesus said. Oh, you of little faith. If he had great faith, there wouldn't have been doubt. Right? He doubted because he had little faith. That means you can decide to develop your faith. Everything in Christianity is by faith. Everything. Everything is by faith. You can take a city by faith. You can bring down the king by faith. Sitting in your bedroom. 
by faith. Jesus said, if you can only believe, all things are possible. All things are possible. So our Christian work is not all this crazy stuff out there. It's develop your faith. So that when trouble comes, you are still standing and not sinking. This is the truth. You can run to and fro. When it comes down to this, you need to develop faith. Because when the enemy comes, it's called the trial of your... Oh, exactly. He's not coming to do anything. All this stuff that's going on in your life, the negative stuff and all of that, sit and you can be happy as you want to be. But when the enemy comes, it's only after one thing. The trial of your faith. See if you will stand. If you have great faith, then there is no room for doubt. But, I mean, you can't do anything about that. Is it that there or is not? You understand what I'm saying? If great faith is already there, it's hard, hard. The circumstances will come in, but the enemy cannot get you to doubt. Because you have great faith. Why, oh ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Doubt it. So we need to have great faith. And great faith, I'm going to do something very, very deliberate at night because I want you to remember this scripture as always so you can quote them. Proverbs 24 verse 5. Can you say that with me? Proverbs 24 verse 5. And I've been saying the scriptures a few times now, most of my sermons recently, because I want you to remember them. Proverbs 24 verse 5. And the next one is Proverbs 24 verse 10. Remember both? Just multiply 5 by 2. You get to 10. Amen. <laughs> Proverbs 24 verse 5. 24 verse 5. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. It's your knowledge of the word. That is going to bring that strength, that strong faith that will not allow doubt. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by... When you multiply the word, you multiply the opportunity to have great faith. You can multiply everything else you want to. But when the enemy comes, he's coming after your faith. And if you don't know the word, he's going to get you. One way or the other, deceit, whatever it is, to get you down. The key is believing the word. I tell you what, the word will cure you of doubt. The word, as you keep reading and studying, after a while. Because, you know, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. That life-giving word coming into the doubt will destroy it. Doubt will cause death and sinking. But when that word comes in, you're gone. So, Proverbs 24, verse 5. A wise man is strong. And a man of knowledge increases strength. Now, 24, verse 10. If you faint... In the day of adversity, 
your strength is small. If your strength is small, your knowledge is small. A man of knowledge increases strength. So if you faint on the day of adversity, your knowledge is small. Your strength is small. Because your strength in the Lord, your strength in faith, is a function of your knowledge of God. As simple as that. We make things too complicated in Christianity. That's why I believe in the Old Testament, the Bible talks about the wind. And God was not in there. Remember Elijah? We want all of those things. He's not there. We want the, earth, the earthquake. Now, yes, God. He says, God was not in there. When God spoke, it was a still, small voice. And t- even in your own life, God doesn't yell at you. When he's going to do something significant to you, he may just come in like very natural. Be quiet, son. I want to talk to you. Oh, be quiet, daughter. I want to talk to you. And those words, if you believe them, transform your destiny. As simple as that. Be still. I know. Sometimes when you're too loud before God, you won't hear him. You need to be with him in the secret place. And he will reward you openly. You need to hear him in the secret place. Not in church and all of you. Yeah, that's it. We're worshiping him. But if you want to be, go to that secret place. That's, that's the place to be. So you can hear him. And let him speak to you. A wise man is strong. O oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? One thing that you want to do is wrap your hands around the word. Amen. Wrap your hands around the word and refuse to let. Regardless of what is happening around you, don't give up. Even when you hear negative things coming at you, don't give up. Sometimes it comes from very close quarters. And sometimes it comes from people that you think are really spiritual. Don't let it go. Now, it won't be anything to do with them. Is God is trying to prove you. To see if you... There's a, new, a very strange story in the Old Testament. There was a prophet that God sent. And he prophesied, I believe it was to Jehu or Jeroboam. And he says, this is going to happen to you and all of that. And uh, Jeroboam... You know, I think he stretched his hand and he could move the hand. And he was a true man of God. And he said, okay, now help me with my hand. And God did. And he said, okay, come and eat with me. And the guy said, God told me never to eat. Not to eat anything or do anything in this land. And then an old prophet came and lied to him and said, The Lord has told me that you should come to my house and eat bread. And guess what? Because he was a prophet, he listened. And he went to the man's house and was eating. And while he was eating, this old prophet that lied to him prophesied. And said, you didn't listen to God. And now you're going to die. He went out and the lion killed him. Check me. My point is, when you latch into, when God tells you something, it doesn't matter who's talking to you. 
Stay with it. Because God is not going to change his mind all of a sudden. So stay with the word. Don't listen to anybody. Stay with what God has told you. And let him bring the results. So you want to wrap your hands around the word and refuse to let. When you do that, you honor God. And in due time, he will honor you. may not be overnight. He will honor you. Without a doubt. I'm telling you, without a doubt, he will honor you. When you honor God's word, you honor Jesus. When you say in the presence of negative circumstances, I don't care, I'm going to stay with God's word, do it nicely, not rudely. It's very important. Because sometimes when you're being rude, you just, God is not in there. You're just trying to make a case. Because, I mean, you can't make God do anything. Humility is what, what, it, what it takes. So even then, you use, you use, you use, if God is in it, there's humility. Amen? That's what the Bible tells us. If you, there's a wisdom from God, is willing to yield. Remember that? We read it on Sunday. Oh, was it Wednesday? I forgot. <laughs> so when it's wisdom from God, you can handle things, but you are not moved. It's just inside. But wrap your hands around the word of God. First John, and I'm going to close with this because I'm, take, I'm out of time. First John 1, 1, it says that that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen. I mean, you can see the word of God even though it's spiritual. You see it with your spiritual eyes. Which our eyes have seen. And we have looked upon, and our hands have what? Handled. Concerning the word of life. Hold on to this word, don't let go. If God allows you to see the word, hold on. No matter what's happening in your life right now, that's going to change. Everything that you're going through, if, if it's not right, if it doesn't line up with the word, the Bible says it's temporal. It's not going to last. It's only for a season. You have sown and the seed is growing, the plant is growing. There is going to be a time of harvest. So don't look at the time when something is dying. You can't have life. You know, first Jesus said, Except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. So then you may be going through that period where your grain of wheat, you're being sown and it's dying, but all of a sudden you have in abundance. Well, when the grain is in the ground, no one sees it. It's doing its work. So is the word of God, Jesus said. The word is the seed. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. You know what the word will do for you? He will help you to lose the fear of man. So you don't care what people think. Because that's a major concern for us. That's why we don't see miracles. Because we're afraid to pray. What if nothing happens? We say. And then the question is, what if something happens? And that's where you should be thinking. 
Why do we love to say on the negative side of God's word, you know? <laughs> say on the positive side. What if, if something happens? Your life is transformed. A person is blessed. Amen. I'll stop here. Would you stand up with me? God is with you. Do you love the name Emmanuel? That says God is with you. I was going to lead from this into a message on healing. My point being, regardless of what's going on, stay with the word. God has healed you. If you allow circumstances to change your mind, you'll sink. But if you accept God's word, planted in you with humility, nothing can sink your ship. You'll do well when it's all over. That's the truth. Let bygone be bygone. The things have happened, forget them. Your future is Sherman. <laughs> yes. I'll pray for you, brother. <laughs> okay. Will you lift your hands up, please? Let's worship the Lord again tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just let him take control. He is the word. Let that word arise in your heart concerning whatever your dreams are. What are you dreaming of? Let the word breathe into that dream. Let discouragement go. Because God is with you. And if God be for you, no one can be against you. Your future is bright, regardless of what the past has been. There is plenty waiting for you. He has prepared a table before you in the very presence of your enemies. All they can do is stay around and watch while you enjoy at the table of the Lord. The Lord is with you. God, your God is with you. He is called the God of the whole earth. He is the God of heaven and earth. You will not be disappointed. You will never suffer shame. Because God is with you. God will not allow you to suffer shame because you have put your trust in Him. Your trust is in the Lord. And He will not allow you to suffer shame. If that happens, then God is dead. But God is alive. Just don't allow doubt to come in. Don't allow it. Study the Word. Find that scripture. Lock it into your heart so you can find the way of escape. And it's always there according to God's word. Father, I just thank you for your people tonight. Truly, they are blessed. They're truly blessed. And Lord, we love you because of everything that you are to us and for all that you've done for us. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.